There we go. We're, we're recording. <sighs> All right. Well, it's time, obviously. Hey, what's up? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the By Nat Podcast, where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. I don't have a drawl. See, I can speak. I can pronounce the TM by net. Mm-hmm, yeah, I can do it. Everyone mm-hmm. clap. Please clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tonight we are recording our third Soul Timber R&B episode. And I am super excited to get into this and I'm going to intro us quickly because we apparently have feelings about the assignment tonight. So we need to have a family <laughs> meeting before we start. We, <laughs> so we are joined obviously by my regular co-host AD and our wonderful, lovely editor who we twist his arm twice a year to record with us. So <laughs> yeah, I would AD. say it's twisting my arm though, but yeah. <laughs> We've got AD, we've got OG, we've got myself. And before we get started, to open us up, to let you know what we were trying to do, or actually we will accomplish this. I have faith in us that we will accomplish. The assignment was, obviously we're talking R&B, so to pick your top R&B album from the past 10 years, so it is 2022, that means it spans back to 2012, Mm-hmm. Um, pick one album and then share one song. So, so one album, one song. Share one song from the album. You know, let us all hear it, check it out, and you know, so we can get a feel of why this is your favorite R and B album. For context, we all shared our albums, our album parentheses s mm-hmm. in Clarify. our in our Slack chat. OG, as responsible as he is, went first. And then AD um, cheated. I mean, there's no other word other than cheat. I did not cheat. Yes, you did. Yes, no, you did. no. OG, OG followed the instructions to a T. He put one album, <laughs> and he would talk about his album, and one song from said album to discuss. No, because- Hey, so what AD, I, what did you do? What did you do? I did, well, first of all, you're talking about a 10-year time span mm-hmm. uh, to just pick one album, one R&B album. It's supposed to okay? be hard. It was, was hard. hard because, <laughs> was every, cause, because every out because see, I did painstaking research of going back 10 years of seeing what were the top al- R&B albums and see what really resonated with me because, as we know, Time is of construct, and time has no bearing these days. I don't disagree. So, however, comma. So, me being me, I was like, "All right." Went back. All the albums that I thought of were before them, like literally a year or two. Which I was going, I wasn't going to say that in the assignment, but I was going to allow for a year to grace, especially because that was the turn of the century. I was gonna allow it. I would have allowed that. So, but Andy, what else did you do? So, what I did was literally picked three. However, because I could have easily said what well, I could know. Not one. That's not no, one. Okay. Because I could have easily said this. For me personally, it was James uh, Jameson. That, uh, wait, 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 hold on. Don't but, let don't don't let us know. Just know that you picked more than no, me. no, no. But for but that was for the bit. So I picked one that I'm going to say is my legit one with a dark horse that I think that people should take a listen to. So technically, it's one, but I covered all my bases. Now, the way that he posted it in the thread just looked like three, but oh, fine. Okay, fine. Look, look, oh, oh, look, OG, <laughs> 10, year, 10 years worth of music. That was hard. Just Not really. I mean, you came on here talking about time as a flat circle and all that, but it, <laughs> for me, is is not that hard, okay? Because, see, this is a type of assignment where being the resident old man came into play, right? Because, see, I got this thing on my computer called iTunes, right? And I actually still load MP3s to my iTunes. 
So I all, I gotta, all I got to do is create a smart playlist, look for everything from 2012 <laughs> to the current date, and sort by genre, and then I just look to see what albums popped up. Had my list just like that. I was done probably in 10 minutes. Now, I will say I wasn't done in 10 minutes, but I did something similar. <laughs> I went through, and again, this was for my top, so I wasn't necessarily combing the R&B you know, charts for the past 10 years to like, see everything that was in it. I looked in my library, combed through, went back 10 years. And when I had gotten there, I was like, ooh, ouch. Like I, There were a couple of them that I was like juggling. So I knew that I was going to order mine. But last night, I, I knew I was going to have an order. And I knew I did. I was going to come in with albums that I was going to mention. But I now, even from last night to tonight, have a number one. I have a one. Yeah, I, I got a number one also. I don't have a number two, three, four, or five, though. <laughs> so that's the difference between us. See, I have a one. see here's here's the difference in that in that ten year time span. I was disconnected from from R&B because I felt like a lot a lot of it wasn't co coming out. Now, OG OG for what you picked as yours as yours. Once I went back and I thought about, it, I was like this: I should put I should have put Foreign Exchange as as one of my choices too. Yeah, there were two foreign exchange albums that fell in that time period that I started to select, but I was like, nah, this one right here that I did pick, no skips. Yeah, so 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 that so that so to me is I had to literally figure out what connected with me from from personally, what moved my me and my soul and made me go to High replay value, but you was disconnected from R and B and ended up with more than you ended up with three albums. <laughs> because, because, because when I because when I, the connection that you got to these three albums, yeah, but, but, but see when I came back. But look, when I came back, mm -hmm. I did my I did what a wise person would do: go back and and discover and learn about these other artists and other projects I didn't really mess with during that time span. <laughs> okay, so so the disconnected from R and B part. Was irrelevant information to the conversation. <laughs> hey, we we got to where we need we got to where we need to be. Cause look, I could have easily said this for a long time. I I was this. I said R and B was dead. Ah, All well, right. the truth the truth comes out, and I, I mean, <laughs> it you still cheated, but there's color to the cheat. Now. You're not now. Now, <laughs> Candace, you're not any better though. <laughs> well, it 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 didn't help that like I saw. So OG you gave the assignment. <laughs> I gave the assignment. OG posted first. AD posted second. I was like, well, I could go one of two ways with this. And unfortunately, I didn't have my narrowed down. So I had my top three point five in there as well. But mm -hmm. I will say. I knew the assignment was going to be hard. That That's why I did it. Because at, initially I was going to say, oh, yeah, let's talk about R&B in the last five years. First of all, COVID made everything, even in music, you know, like the COVID music that dropped was music. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was music. I mean, and I don't want to discredit things that came out in those two years, but there wasn't a lot of quality right you know like re or i'll say like mind-blowing and even if it was in 2020 it was definitely you know right before the thick of the pandemic it wasn't mm -hmm. like anything that came out between i want to say what april and maybe october november december the it was just the following summer basically. right like because i mean it, it was it was like a time where people went for the money grab i don't know how long we're gonna be in the house i can't tour here's some music here's download some stream and not all of it, and some of it even that came out, you could tell like there were things like, for instance, um, this is not, I wanted, I, this was an album that I wanted to bring just to briefly discuss. Um, Chloe and Holly dropped their Ungodly Hour, either 2020 or 2021, I cannot remember. I want to um, say 20, uh, 2020. And I'm pretty sure, I, I'm pretty sure it was 2020. Yes, but you and can, that's because I went back and looked at every year, see. I did too. Um, hey, oh yeah, so if they it dropped. Went in my anti and... iTunes, I didn't go back for it. That's all I said. <laughs> Fair point. 
So they dropped in 2020, but that was, it was strategic. You know what I mean? This was not something that they created in three days and was like, here you go. So there, I'm not going to say that there wasn't anything of quality at all, but you can tell what was being planned and what was, you know, I'm trying to make my tour money back or whatever. Right. With that being said, the five-year assignment would have been too easy. You would have been like, oh yeah, shit, like, you know. Clear you soul. Yeah, you know what I mean? First of all, I, I was always, I was thinking that it would have been albums that we've already discussed because we love them Probably. so much. So that was that. Yeah. And then, um, again, trying to cipher or decipher all the things that came out, most of it was mess. Like, not all of it, but a majority of it wasn't good. So mm -hmm. I was like, eh, five is too simple. Seven felt like an arbitrary number, so I said 10. And then if 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 anybody needed wiggle room, I would have gone back to 2010 because that was the turn of the decade. So. That's how I arrived at this assignment. With that being said, the way that I think we should handle this is because since OG did not cheat, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> I did not cheat. I did not cheat. I, I cover my bases. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I can read the original post if anybody cares to hear that or to revisit that request. I mean, Candace, I shouldn't have to read it for you because you wrote it. But you I know. wrote it. <laughs> you, violated your, you violated your own rules. I I allowed I allowed peer pressure to sway me, but I <laughs> but I'm gonna say in the end, in the end, I brought it home. So, but okay. like I said, OG's gonna go first. I'm gonna okay. let AD go second. I'm gonna go last. Um, and obviously, um, you don't have to sell us on your album. Um, for one. The music is good. I mean, we're here. Um, not that we are know-it-alls or music theory people or anything like that, but the music choices are good. So I just want to hear why this is your favorite album of the past decade. Because if okay. it's that good, tell me why. Okay. Well, for me, it all began with a Instagram post from the artists that are collaborating on this album that said that they were going to be dropping an album within before the end of the year. And this was posted, I'd say, probably like maybe March, April. I can't remember exactly what year it was. So all year, I'm hyped. I'm waiting for the album to come. Nothing comes. I even responded to the to the Instagram post asking. You opened so, up the Instagram app to respond? Hey, listen, <laughs> I wanted it this bad, okay? So I, I it like on... And you could probably go back and find this. Either it was the, either I responded to a tweet that had the Instagram post on it, or I responded on Instagram. I can probably go back and find it. But on New Year's Eve, at the end of that year, I put a message out there saying, so maybe before midnight tonight, right? <laughs> and of course, I didn't get a response. But if I remember correctly, probably about six months later, that following year, we finally got the album. That album was... Uh, Fonte and Eric Roberson's Tigalero. So, listen, the album not only features my one of my favorite rap artists all time who can also sing, but probably the greatest independent R&B artist of all time, Eric Roberson. They've collabed in the past on each other's albums, but this is a full album of just the two of them going at it for 10 songs, no interludes, no skips, just all jams. So, of course, Fonte raps here and there on a couple of tracks, but it is both of them singing on every track. Everyone is fire, but I had to pick one, and it's Through the Night. Because one thing I can say, particularly about you know Fonte when he raps and when he also sings as well, but definitely for Eric Roberson is that he sings from the male perspective. Not just, ooh, baby, let me tell you about how fine you are. Not that but actually speaks on things that are in the male perspective about how a man feels, not just in trying to get a woman, but telling a woman how he's feel, how he's feeling or whatever he's thinking about. So that song really just encapsulates like the thought of I'm out here, I'm coming home to you. I'm getting lots of things thrown at me right here. I could take any of it that I want to, 
but I'm going to make it through the night and come back home to you. So that was my album and my favorite cut. So okay. to tag me in, um, <laughs> so mind you, I have to go back uh, and wax poetic because first of all, though I was introduced to Eric Roberson through you because, mm-hmm. you know, once upon a time we used to write words. You that know, was that a was, long time ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but we used to write words. Everybody that you hear used to write words on a regular basis. Wow, what a novel concept. Um, but I was introduced to him through you. Mm-hmm. And I so I, I can't remember which album you wrote about, but I'm going to link it. It, it was the, the Wind EP when he was yeah. doing the Earth, Wind, and Fire series of EPs. Yeah. So I feel like I heard wind back then. I feel like I heard it a couple times. Um, but I listened to this song. And one thing that I appreciate, like I really love Fonte, but one thing I appreciate about this kind of newer era, there are a couple of rappers that are um, independent doing their own thing that are like following in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. And one of them, his name is Pat Jr. I always kind of relate them. They're a little bit different, but Pat Jr. is out of North Carolina, I believe. Right. Raleigh, Durham area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that the ability to be able to come from that perspective, because we were talking even like a couple episodes ago about like, you know, I, I kind of want some more rap that's like take your kids to school rap. You know, like <laughs> I'm just like, can we have can we have something else? Um mm-hmm. What comes after? What comes after women, money, fame? Like, what comes after that? Because at some point, you are taking your kids to school and what else do men do? Watching sports on Sunday. I was like, De- dealing with real life issues. Yeah. Like, you know, who are I not, mean, you know, in the club every weekend. Right. And I mean, th- it also goes for women because I'm looking at you, Nicki Minaj, who I speak to, I feel like every other podcast, but like, mm-hmm. what's next? What's ne- And so I feel like, I said all that to say, I feel like this song is a really good, or probably a really good um, cut from the album to be able to see and feel what, what's going on. And it excites me because I, I do want to go and listen to it, but I also strongly recommend, um, especially because like it's about to get cold, you know, and it's actually getting cold or cooler down here. In, at least in South Carolina, at least. It was 90 degrees today, but... Um, It'll be 90 tomorrow. <laughs> it was 90 degrees today, but... <laughs> but it still wasn't 100, and so I was like, all right, I'm getting excited. Isn't it the first day of fall? Is to No, I feel like we got tomorrow, a couple isn't it? days. It's tomorrow? Either... Uh, I, know it's, I can't remember. Yeah, it's either the 20th or the 21st. Yeah. Um, strategically... Well, today's, today's, the, today's the 20th, so... Yeah. Yeah. Strategically planned that, by the way, because by the time this episode dropped, I was hoping it'd be cold somewhere. It might not be cold here, but it's going to be cold Thursday. Thursday, twenty second. Friday in Columbia, South Carolina, is a high of seventy seven, and I, for one, can't wait. See, I saw that and I was like, "What? What is happening? What? Like, okay, bring it on, bring right, bring it on." Um, but yeah, I. I, I love that. I love that that it's I love that it's your top pick of the last decade. Um, yeah, I love it, and I I can't wait to listen to it. But I can't wait for other people to listen to it and really dig into it. So right, it's it's only ten tracks long. No interludes, no skips, all killer, no filler. All right, Adeem, because I, I, I know I'm probably going to take the longest because even with <clears> my top pick, I've got a roundabout way of getting there. So <laughs> it's going to be a journey for me. Let me take a drink. <laughs> I said we're talking about fall cider. Uh, all right. I have a cider. Yes, my apple juice. Uh, so since Candace wants to say I cheated, which I did I mean, okay. I'm going to pull up the instructions. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I cover my bases because I was, because when I went back 10 years, that's a lot of music in 10 years. So as I went back, I said, hmm, let me see what dropped during the 10 years. Right? 
kind of do a uh, you know cross reference search to what to what connected with me. So I could have easily went with Jameson and his second project, which I cannot pronounce the the mess out of. I try. I think I googled it. Group googled it earlier and still didn't find a correct pronunciation. But it's the one that starts with a P. Yeah. Right. That was a first. That I came and I came to that project through Absol because I wanted to know who was who was singing singing on we right here we we out here W R O H whatever he's saying whoever was crooning like that because I said I want to learn more about the about this said artist and this is what was the first project I listened to and then. When I listen to it, especially it's like what 10, 11 tracks, something like that. It just moved me. Cause first of all, it was the first time I was like this. All the songs just moved so quickly but connected so perfectly that once the once it was done, I was like, that's it. Oh, I gotta hit the replay on that. But see, we already know that this is a Jameson love zone here. So I was going to say, all right, play it to the side. But the two songs I recommended off of that project was The Thing You Missed and The One. Even back to now, back. just to point out, even if AD had still submitted one album, he dropped two songs, mind you. Hey. So he's trying facts, to say though. that he didn't cheat? <laughs> hey. Though, hey. But either way, you circle this. Hey. I, I'd it's like not this. in his circle. <laughs> hey, I'd like to submit into evidence <laughs> Candace's request. It reads as follows. On September 17th at 10.56 a.m., it clearly states, what I want to do for Tuesday is for each of us to bring our favorite R&B album, singular, within the last 10 years to discuss. Then drop one song, maybe your favorite in parentheses, from the album for us to listen to. Y'all gave, hey, gave me a whole playlist. Like I ain't hey, got a full-time hey, job hey, in the family in the wife. Hey, hey, hey! I got, I got the same, I got the same circumstances too. But I'm like Kanye West. I'll read messages. All right. Actually, mind you, we all have the same circumstances because guess who is not married? This one right here. <laughs> so oh. that means that means you're not in the same circumstances, me and OG. Technically. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Not tonight. <laughs> Hey, 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 listen, I'm not I, I'm, I'm not bringing that into it. That's, <laughs> you volunteered that information. I'll let you do yes. what you feel. You threw it out. Th you threw it. Look, you, th you threw it out there. And look, I was like, I was like Barry Bonds before the PDs. I'm just just waiting for that thing just to come. I say that to say that similar circumstances, we would have had to have listened to the music, but pointed out that AD just submitted two songs. That That's all I wanted to say there. That's all. But, Continue, Jameson. Yes. So, going off of that, I really thought about it. And I was like, who of the R&B acts, like, who really, I was like, all right, I'm, I I fucked with them heavy. And I was trying to find the EP, but I couldn't find the EP. But, of course, I found the, the debut album, Division. Because when I first heard those two songs, uh, "Too Deep," and I forgot what the last it's, it's on the it's on the track, right? But it was definitely "Too Deep." Really got me because I was like, "Oh, this is the R and B that I grew up with. This is the R and B that I could could mess around that I could mess around with." Every you know the background singers coming in. Of course, you never really find out who the background singers were, but it just was a great song. Especially introduct introductory, and then of course it's it's a younger it's a younger army. Okay, which I was surprised for you, shocked. Yeah, <laughs> but the production was on point. Oh yeah, it wasn't it, to me. It was it was just right. And I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. Going a couple of them songs going to make you get into your freak bag a little bit, you know. But no comment. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> but the but I have to say it was like anytime that the projects come out, I'm like I I mess with it. Like the guy like from a from a as a group division. 
the division was one that I was going to offer up. I'll say like when, or when I was scrolling, I was like, yeah. Um, especially that, that project is solid through and through. Yeah. That's why I was looking for the EP because the EP, which I need to damn, cause I need to find my, my hard drive that has, cause the EP had two songs that were on the album that were, that were fired. Mm. So, but I was like, okay, this is this is me, you know. To me, it was like it was. It, I want to say it's the perfect R and B album, but it's that one that could easily set the vibe right that you could just play to beginning to end, and it has a little something a little bit for everybody, you know. You know, you got your you got your deep love songs, you got your you know, baby, I miss you song, you know, baby, I miss you songs, you got your freak songs, you know, and, you know. It's a it's a good one. I like that. It's one a, a lot. it's it's a good one, but. This and this is this thing, my dark horse. My dark horse was because I went down into the Spotify wormhole <laughs> that went into the YouTube wormhole, and I found an alternative R&B artist called uh, called How to Dress Well, and the project was. What is this heart? So it's all so it's alternative, but like the first, but it's very raw and very emotional. Especially when he did a trilogy of videos, and I'm not gonna say his earlier stuff because it's very experimental, right? But I like I like when I listen to music that kind of stretches what the what their genre is. You know, they play around with it, but again. Maybe I need to do this for maybe we can do this for one day, but white boys soul appreciation day because a lot of white boys. But his stuff was like like I recommend the project because it's just very raw, very, you know, beautiful, you know, beautifully written lyrics. The production will will stretch will stretch you out. But like everything just brought me back to I'll say to that 80s. Soft rock, soft rock R and B. And I will say for you. So when I saw what you posted, I was not surprised. Um, well, I mean, division surprised me a little bit, but I saw yours and I was like, "Huh." The, I mean, and granted, like you said, the white boy is doing soul um, is a discussion to have because there are some that are out here doing it, doing it well. But I was like, "Huh." Division is the black person, or like the because you know, division it's a producer and the singer, and I can't remember like their individual names or something. In 1985, yeah, and, and what's that man's name, Daniel something, yeah, Daniel. Um, but I was like, Division, you know, I was kind of like, huh, but I mean, undeniably, D- that division project is really good. Um, with Jameson, Jameson didn't surprise me, I was actually thinking, I was thinking that maybe one of his albums would make your top. And I was actually going to be kind of sad because not that we can't talk enough about Jameson, but I was going to be like, damn, I, I, I want something new. So I was hoping you just didn't either. Yeah. If you were to pick a Jameson. See, I was about to, I was about to pull one that was going to shock you too. If you, if you were going to pick Jameson, I was like, damn, like, I feel like we talked about every Jameson album, at least, Every one of them on the every time I'm on this podcast, y'all talk about James. Yes, I mean, so I was like, damn, like, (laughs) that's why I said I went against the bit. But that's why I said I am glad I am now. If you want me to go, but look, if you want me to go even further into our into the show bit, I was going to bring up Kissler. You know what? Cut the cameras, cut Cut this off. All right, hold on, pause. Shut up. <laughs> Woof. All right. I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, but I will. Uh, I, I, was, <laughs> I was, like I said, not necessarily shocked about the Jameson pick. How to Dress Well, like you said, definitely was a dark horse because I actually, I had forgotten about that artist. Um, 
2014. But That's the thing. 2014. I forgot. A lot that. of stuff dropped that year. No, 2014. Well, my year, like my super oh my god year for music was 2015. That year was stacked. Like it was just, and I think that was like the most music I was listening to at one time. Maybe I don't know. But those years were very music heavy and like good music heavy. Um, but yeah, the the Jameson didn't shock me. I, I was gonna. Or trying to figure out which album you're going to pick. Um, the division did kind of catch me off guard, but the choice makes sense because that is really almost kind of indisputably good. Um, and then uh how to dress well. Um I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. It's understandable. Um yeah. Now, to your Kissland comment, because I really tried to forget about it. I tried to pretend. Kissland, unpopular opinion. It was actually every, or it, it's an unpopular opinion to enjoy Kissland. In the weekend fandom, a lot of people don't like Kissland. Um, I, I like that. I think the, I, I love the, it. And I have always loved it, actually. I think the, I, you know what I think? I think the production. I think the production for me is kind of what where my if you look at what I really champion and what I listen to, right? It's like the production was dark, like you felt the darkness, you felt the 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 vibe. It was it kind of gave you what you were going to see in further down the line, a more polished version of that. Yeah, but, and the thing about the eighties. Yeah, the thing about Kissland though is that it was rough. Like obviously when it came out, it was his Kissland was his first official like project. Like Trilogy came out as like a packaged album and then he dropped Kissland. And you can tell it was like inspired by him getting a feel for what he wanted to make and things like that. Um but again, people uh, there are there's a good bit of the fandom even coming up, right? Like I remember when the album came out. Um, that did not enjoy Kissland, or you know, it was kind of like a departure from what he was doing. But I, I in in the grand scheme of R and B, and I am saying this, Kissland does not stack up against some of the albums that came out in the past ten years. Kissland is I enjoy Kissland. Kissland is cool, but as an R and B album, it does not stack. And because I now truly can't think of any albums. I'm trying to think of weekend albums. Because I can't really classify any of the weekend's albums as RB. I was gonna ask that question. That's, so that's, that's why I mean in Kissland, Kissland would have been kind of I mean, it's still so the weekend is like one of the pioneers of, of alternative RB. We're cool with that part. But Kissland was a departure even from what he was doing in like the trilogy like the house of balloons echoes of silence um thursday era of what he was doing um so i can't even say kiss line would be close but anything after that beauty behind the madness pop uh starboy real pop uh my dear melancholy if you were going as a weekend stand if you were going to pick R&B, it would have been My Dear Melancholy because that was him kind of coming back to his R&B sound. And then After Hours and Don FM are question mark. Which, which, Candace, I want you to go through your problems. <laughs> but, but, but OG, with that, and I'm sure you've heard the conversation, the argument of who killed R&B. We all know that genres <laughs> blend together, but... <laughs> You didn't do it. <laughs> well, if you really want to say who ki killed it, it's, it's two things: rap and Diddy. But and Chris but, Brown. No, I'm just <laughs> and Chris Brown. No, nah. but OG. But but you know, just give like a little like minute long thing of just how do you feel about when you hear that question and what is kind of what you're feeling on that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't subscribe to any of that. You know, hip hop is dead. Somebody killed R and B. I don't I don't really get into any of that. My thing is, you know, regardless of what it is that you 
like, what you're interested in, where you entered the genre at, and what the sound was at that time. Somebody somewhere is still making that thing. And you're not wrong. We we just don't get served the version that we used to get. Like, again, Resident Old Man, I remember making pause tapes on the radio. So you put your tape in, you press record, and you press pause. When the song came on the radio, you press the pause button. So it would unpause and record. When it went off, you hit pause again. That was me. And it, like, that's where I'm from. But so the way I'm introduced to new music primarily is through a radio. But now, like we had to think the discussion we had last time I was on is that the gatekeepers are no longer there and the barrier to entry is lower and it's more is dispersed. So you could be on Twitter and you could follow all of these various artists that you find interesting. And then somebody else who follows a different set of artists who are also considered R&B, you could never have heard of any of those people that are just right there, like one account over. So I, I, to say that it's dead, I, I, I won't even begin to, to subscribe or to say who I feel may be a contri- uh, contributor to that. But I think that it's harder because of the whole, the, the vast array of what's available to you to really find what it is that you're looking for. And if you settle for just what is laid in front of you, you're probably going to be dissatisfied. Hello. Every time he comes, he preaches every <laughs> single time. And like to add to that, there's so like there's not only can you be one account over. So like you can have a completely different person saying this is R&B and, a, and another person saying this is R&B. There are so many people making the music. I mean, mm-hmm. so many people. So you can throw a rock and hit somebody making weekend R&B, hit somebody making Jameson R&B and hit somebody making Fonte R&B, you know what I mean? Like, and, I mean, and the Grammys had a category a couple years back called traditional R&B. And Just- like, I, I, I actually, I'm normally a stickler for genres because sometimes, again, like things get put and classified very strangely. But when you say traditional R&B, alternative R&B, modern, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I, I can allow it because there, and truly, it's kind of like. A tree or whatever. I was trying to figure out what the name of those charts are. But like the top is R&B. It's, and the it's option, a hierarchy chart. Yeah. Like yeah, the organization chart. Everything else. Yeah. But it's still R&B. But when 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 people say, oh, well, R&B is this one thing. When R&B is only Jodeci. That's not oh. true anymore. No. They come into the township on Saturday. I just thought I'd let you know that. In case you, <laughs> you need to get your tickets. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't do crowds. But I That's felt true. necessary to let you know. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, like I, I think, and where I get frustrated is kind of where people say this is R and B, and this is the only R and B. This is the only way yeah. to R and B. That's unfair. Um, it's just unfair. Like mm-hmm. that's not that, especially not in this age. Like maybe, yeah, maybe twenty years ago that was the only way to R and B, but it's damn sure not the only way to R and B now. Right. And there's and there's no more gatekeepers, so you know the doors are wide open. And I mean, again, we're we are still team some gatekeeping. Like <laughs> there are things that are clearly not R and B. Let's get that. Let's get that. I think I'm. I think I'm more of. I think what when we champion certain gatekeeping, I think it's more of hey, this you have good music. Let's bring it to a bigger audience. Just shine a brighter light on it compared to oh, you gotta do X, Y, and Z. You know. Yeah, and just kind of like closing the floodgates a little bit, because right now, if we say no gatekeeping at all, everything's RB. Everything can be anything. Genres don't exist. You know what I mean? Like you get into like that debate, but kind of being like, all right, let's corral this in a little bit. Um, you know, some of this ain't it. And yeah. So yeah. I just want to point out that my favorite subset of RB is RB that features a rap verse, but the rap verse don't have nothing to do with the sung verses. Of the song. <laughs> That's my favorite subgenre of R&B. That's like every it's like every <laughs> RB song now. That is That's classic. Yes. I just I got a name on my song, but he ain't doing nothing about what I'm singing about. Nothing. Just there. Just there. <laughs> it's talking about it's talking about it's heartbreak and all this type of stuff. Hey, he coming up here talking about I'm I'm whipping up some rock and doing all this type of stuff and like throw it back to you like what? Yeah. Okay. Classic genre. 
I sighed heavily because I'm making an executive decision. I, I've been looking at my, you know, list and I've changed my mind oh, three no. times since today and three times since sitting here. So um, mine, I, I, it's a journey, but let me start by saying that the album that I am choosing as my number one, whew, and it, I mean, the, I, I'm signed because it's breaking my heart. But um, it is in my mind by BJ the Chicago Kid. Let me tell you why. This album came out in 2016, mind you. Um, it is indisputably. Or I mean, or I mean, you can't dispute it, but I don't care. Um, a classic R&B album from top to bottom. BJ is not only just singing his ass off, it is a cohesive body of traditional R&B and some modern R&B. It's not really alternative. Um, it's definitely just in the traditional modern R&B lanes. But um, he's got, you know, the typical love songs, um, you know, baby making songs, all that stuff. But I think the best part of it is that it is a diverse way of storytelling on this album. And it hurts my feelings because the album that is behind it, I will mention. But I realized that this album truly is not only like a great um, overall project and overall offering of R&B, but it truly was like a pivotal piece of R&B understanding for myself. And BJ the Chicago Kid is a newer artist. So it's not like he's been making music for, I mean, he's probably been doing things that we don't know about, but like he just got really popular within the last, around that time, I think 2014, 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. And he came in the game and it was just such an important, to me, it was an important album. I, I would actually urge everyone to go listen to it if you haven't already. I, uh, my circles around me have heard it. So I used to think that everybody knew who he was, but they don't. So um, I just, and like, I, I am happy that I say this, but I am broken because there are some albums that came out that were really, really good. My... And I'm going to do one song. Um, God, and this is hard to hear. Um, I'm going to do Wait Till the Morning. There is, so the song on in my mind, on the album, it's called Wait Till the Morning. And I want to say, oh, see, and I didn't even post my one song from this album. So again, I'm just fucked up all the way around. Well, you had it as an honorable mention. So yeah, it, it jumped from honorable mention all the way up to the number one pick. Okay, so again, let, let, me, let me get it out. So this, this album was my honorable mention. And the way that it's now gone from honorable mention to top of the list is because even looking, I listened to all the albums. I played all the albums that I put in our thread back. And they're all the albums flawless. But I think BJ is a better, well-rounded and... I guess like my attachment to the album bumped it up to the top because I couldn't, I couldn't sit it there in honorable mention and then any other place other than one couldn't, didn't fit. <laughs> so that, so that's how we got here. I'll get to the other albums in a second, but wait till the morning is the song that I would have put in the chat and I will, I will describe it and explain it. The only thing I can't do is sing it obviously, because that would be awful for everyone involved. Um, but wait till the morning is a song about, BJ or BJ is singing from the perspective of somebody who has cheated on their partner and their friend calls him. I, yeah, the friend calls him or it, there's a discussion between um, his partner's friend and him. And he's saying, please just let, give me until tomorrow morning to tell my partner that I fucked up. And I mean, it is so good. Um, I don't, 
don't know why I don't know why that song like hit me really hard. There's a bunch of songs on that project that hit, but I just love the way that he sings from this perspective. And I mean, you almost I think you know what? The reason I like it is because I'm almost rooting for this nigga. I'm almost like, "Please, girl, please 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 give him to tomorrow." Like he just wants to he wants to make it right. Like I'm almost rooting for him knowing that like the situation okay. You can't, you can't, you can't get that. You can't get that off these days, man. They're gonna put you. They're just gonna jump on TikTok or IG and just throw and throw out all the seats out there. I'm, I'm, um, like I said, I'm almost rooting. For, like the song is so good that I'm almost rooting for the man. I'm almost like, hey, don't, don't call her. Just give him, just give him the one chance. To, to that's, right. that's what you want from your music, though. You want to be able to feel something sometimes. And I mean that that is a song where I'm like, oh my god! Like, and even like I said, the way that he storytells on this album even is phenomenal. And sometimes you think of storytelling again, like even as I like to claim that I'm still a writer because I I do write things. Um, emails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but huh. I really like sometimes storytelling does not have to be and you know, prose and like, it doesn't always have to be lengthy or extensive. It just has to, to convey the message and do it well. And with BJ Chicago kid, not trying to reduce his songwriting down to something small, but it doesn't have like, even his R and B isn't, you know, super, it's not preachy. It's not, you know, even really avant-garde, it's just R and B. And it's it's just the connection. It is just what it is. Um, so wow, yeah, that's how we got here at the album that I placed an honorable mention. Now moving up to the one that I uh, wanted to be my top in the past ten years. Um, so now I have to. The, all the rest are honorable mentions, but in order, it would have been Sassy, or I'm sorry, Sugar by by Kyle Dion. Sassy is his latest project. Um, I feel like I've talked about Sugar so much, but Sugar was slated to be number one. And he's young, relatively, or he's definitely relatively new to most people. He's been making music since 2016, but probably relatively new to most people, if you know who he is at all. He got his start on Vine, and I am just going to offer up Cherry Blossom. And that's all I'm going to say, because I know I've talked about him 62 times on this podcast. <laughs> Um, the second album was, or is, Neo for All We Know. I can do a, an entire episode on that project by itself. Wow. Period. Um, but I'm not going to. I am just going to tell you to listen to Adore You. That's it. I'm not, I'm not I don't want to go into too much detail about these other albums. But damn it, go listen, go listen to them, please. I just adore you was really good. And if you're one of those people that are like, oh, you know, I'm looking for a sanga in my RB, the nail's not really for you because she's not necessarily a whisper singer, but she has an interesting type of voice. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're not like this is not Jasmine Sullivan. You're not going into this expecting Jasmine, or I hope you're not going into this expecting Jasmine Sullivan, but this, the connection that you have to her voice and to the production, the way that she presents the album makes it great. Um, and what she's singing about, amazing. She's got great songs on the album. So do yourself a favor. And then lastly, and this was, this was actually very, very hard, but I put woman, Jill Scott's woman at the end because it's Jill Scott. Like, it's Jill Scott. So really in this the way that I stat or like were was positioning these, Jill Scott definitely has her own place. So I wanted to discuss that album. I wanted people to know that Jill Scott dropped an album that was damn good. And I need to see if it won any awards, but it was really, really good. Um back in I want to say this was 2015, not 2016. It was either one of those years. Um, but in my good faith, I couldn't. I felt like uh, an artist that was in my top needed to be like a younger one, like, you know, a, a less recognized artist. Like everybody knows Jill Scott and I love Jill Scott, but I felt like it would be unfair to be like, yeah, my favorite album is Jill Scott. It almost felt like a cop out. 
because duh, it's Jill Scott. But that's the only album she dropped in the last 10 years, right? I think so. I'll, I'll take a look. I think so. I think I think you're right. But I mean, and it's for and it's also one of those albums where it's like it hits, it's called Woman, and it really hits women at like all, you know, like all age points. Cause even I was what 23, 24 listening to that album. And it's got you'll be, cor- you'll be correct. 2015. Yeah, 2015. Yeah. She hasn't was, dropped anything since then. I was 23, 20, whatever. No, I was 22. Whatever. <laughs> listening to it. Whatever age I was listening to that She was um, becoming a woman. Yeah, well, I mean, but it was just so... <laughs> It was so important. I mean, there are songs in there, obviously, because like at 22, there were certain things out there. I was like, yeah, Jill, I'm obviously not experiencing this. But there were things on there that you could experience, and it spanned like a wide range of women. I'm not reducing it to just women listening, but like the experience that she talked about was just super best. But again, I could not in good faith. Like even when I saw it, when I saw it in my list and I saw that it was going to be... um, you know, like it was in the last 10 years. I was like, damn, this is good. But I still couldn't pick it as number one. Even knowing that it's still like flawless. And BJ, the Chicago kid is on the last track of the album. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Full circle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am just, I mean, the reason that that broke my heart so much is that that Kyle Dion album is so fucking good, y'all. Like, it's so good. But it is not that BJ, the Chicago kid album. Mm-hmm. And that's what made it hard. <laughs> and that, I mean that that was, but that that's you know that was the point of the assignment. Like it it was going through albums and having to make a decision. Like I, I basically said, if I and I've actually been doing this slight segue or slight side note, but not really. I've been doing this with purchasing music. If Spotify went down today, what album can I not live without? And mm. I mean, now again, in my defense, because I actually own the albums, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, but I was like, damn, like if if I had to pick, and I was like, damn. So if I if or because I also have been treating myself like I have a CD player in my car, I've been playing one album. Uh, like just I put it on Spotify and I put it on repeat in the car. So I'll just pick an album, put it on repeat, and pretend like I have a CD player because it would just be on repeat if I had a CD player in my car. And so that's how I ended up getting at BJ the Chicago Kid because I was like, damn, as much as I love the Kyle Dion project, BJ, I would play I would play them both, but BJ would be the the one that I'd probably play a little bit more. Just a smidgen. Because that Kyle Dion album is so fucking good, y'all. I'm, it is so good. Please go listen to it. I just, I beg. I beg. And I mean, Sugar, the one that I, I suggested is good. But his last release, Sassy, is just, I mean, just go do it. Do yourself a favor. Um, so I do want to give OG a chance. Are there any albums that you would have offered? Because you were very definitive in yours. Are there uh. any albums that you would have offered? Since there's an opportunity to do so, if I could have picked, you know, not followed directions and picked <laughs> multiple albums, uh, the funny thing is that the similar artists would still be involved. Uh, I would probably either go with one of two foreign exchange albums. It would either be Tales from the Land of Milk and Honey or um, Love and Flying Colors. The both of those pretty much. I can't remember which one has got work on it. I don't really care for work, but the rest of the albums, both of them jam and they're really, there's no skips on either one, man. This it's the kind of stuff that you could play and you had a cookout, you can play around family, you can play around kids and it is, it's versatile is it's not lyrically dense, but it is, it's got lyrical depth and is both of those albums, man, I could, I could put them <laughs> like you were talking about. I could put them in a CD changer and just play both of them back and back and forth. You could skip back and forth between the albums and it, they're both awesome. So if I had to pick more than one and not follow the rules like y'all did, <laughs> it would probably, it would probably be those two albums. 
and uh there's a, a track called better on i want to say it's in love and flying colors that yep. features eric roberson on it as well and that that's that is the jam like that jam would be that stand and represent both of those albums it's just that good I just love the artist loyalty among us because like one if if it's one thing about me when I like you I like you mm-hmm. and it's just you know really really cool to be able to even have these types of conversations around R&B because like we were saying it's definitely not dead and I mean no. we we can go back and forth about particular genres, how things are packaged, X, Y, Z, but it's very diminishing, even though, or actually it's diminishing to artists doing the work to say that it doesn't exist. And it, and you're doing yourself a disservice to not find it. R&B is not dead. You're just not looking. You're just not seeking. You're just not paying attention because there's no, or in in any genre for that matter, but particularly in like the hip hop R&B, like in those corners, you're not, you're, you must not be in a position to find it. It, it takes I, more work these days. I mean, but it takes more work, but there's also so many other options. Um, and mainstream is not feeding you, quote unquote, tradition. So like, yeah, there might be some song on the radio that is considered R&B, but it probably has Ty Dolla Sign on it. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, yeah, they're telling you it's R&B. And like, I mean, again... Side hey, note. don't trip. Ty Dolla Sign, your turn is a jam. Okay, that's what I was about to say. Side note: I mean, Ty Dolla Sign <laughs> does does make some R and B, and sometimes he don't. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he he yeah. sometimes he beat her, and then sometimes he don't. I mean, you can say the same thing for Fonte, but that's different. He definitely is in two separate lanes, as opposed to a Ty Dolla Sign that like teeters. Ty Dolla Sign is like today. I am making R&B and tomorrow I am making trap and beat. Like, I don't I think don't... he does both very well. <laughs> okay. Well, if you make that distinction, then okay. I'll <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, yes, I am Fonte. I, I sing, I rap. <laughs> I do both. <clears throat> that house oh. does not do both. <laughs> and, and, and one more album came to mind while we were talking. I can't remember the year, but I know it's within the last 10 years. Hive Mind by the Internet. Would 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 be in there? Oh my god! <laughs> I was surprised. I was actually surprised that that Candice, you didn't bring that up. I Candice forgot about it. You see that look on her face? She forgot. <laughs> about it. Look, I said, look, look, see, broken. look, see, I did. The, I did the research. <laughs> wow, that sucks. I did the research. Well, we talked about it. Y'all go back and give the internet your points. Listen to Hive Mind, Daniel. That was a fucking good album. What? It was. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out why it didn't win out. I think there's probably maybe maybe one or two songs on there that I didn't like. I would skip. But it's it's a heat rock. Like compared to most things that come out, it, it's got jams on it. Hive Mind was so. I was just listening to a song. It came up on shuffle. When I was not in my car pretending like I had CDs. Wow. That hurts me. Yes. Face. Yes. You, nah. you changing your rankings? No. So, I mean, it's still the same. Still the same. But Jesus, I mean, that. Yeah, go in, the, I mean, go, go in the corner. Go in the corner till Sid calls you. And I just, talk, we were just talking about Sid. <laughs> go in the corner. Wow. Wow. That's painful. <laughs> That's almost that's almost just as painful as me having to change the rankings. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> it does. It hurts. Um, every time we record these episodes, I'm just baffled at the amount of time that we can talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no new noise because everybody listening has homework and fight me. You at least have to come back and report on Twitter on the forum so you have to come back and report and tell me which album you listen to i'm not gonna make you listen to all of them because it was a lot but so y'all have to come back and tell me what y'all listen to and I, I i take notes i want to know because the music discussed is so good that you better not bypass it like i just i don't have anything else to say about that 
Um, so, OG, I want to just throw something out here, Wade, if they'll throw Candace off a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, last night, I went back and had to give the original white boy with soul his proper due, Phil Collins. Uh, a spin list. <laughs> I was nervous. I was about to be like, oh my God, who is coming? Who is coming? <laughs> right? I had to give him, and I just, and I just had to remember, like, damn, he made some good choice. Now, I'm showing my age, but did Phil Collins do other things outside of Disney music? And I just don't know. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay, well, I don't know what that's in the like. air tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Against all odds, easy lover. That's a Lion King song, is it not? No, against all odds is not a Lion King song. No, in the air tonight. No, no, definitely not. No, that was <laughs> like I'm trying to imagine what the Disney scene would be that plays in the air tonight. <laughs> I know what. Sorry, so no, I'm delirious. I know which one that she's thinking about. Can you feel the love tonight? That's what I'm. That was Elton John, I believe. Yeah, that was Elton John. Another white man. Okay, whatever. Look, I didn't well, know Phil Collins had other music. When he said the original, I thought he was going to talk about Bobby Caldwell. But oh no, nah. no. <laughs> I, that's 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 too that's too that's that's outside my age. Group. Again, you y'all can throw stuff at me if you want to. I didn't know. I mean, I I had the assumption obviously that he had other music, but all I know Phil Collins for is what Tarzan <laughs> and and I've actually dude dude do, do, do yourself a favor. I was listening. To, I was like, especially the Genesis stuff. I was like, oh my god. What there's Ooh. another Disney movie that he's done besides Tarzan, but hey, look, man, he's done other. I don't know. See, the the funny thing is, you associate him with Disney movies, and I'm like, I don't remember any of his Disney songs. I remember <laughs> the stuff that came before he was doing music for Disney movies. Yeah, and oh the air. Look, everyone knows it because every, yeah. especially every black household remembers that remembers that song playing in paid in full, but. Uh, but the Miami Vice when they when they drive it down on the on the highway that was it was that's not Maserati whatever car that they were driving in with the with the white suits ready to ready to bust it was capping somebody. Do, 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 do. Wow, I mean, I, I definitely do have to go back and do my homework. I feel bad that I again my I mean when people say Phil Collins, I think Tarzan. And so. too deep. Oh, I mean, that's, that's a song. Yeah, I'm sure the songs slap. I know that they're <laughs> probably great. I just, I don't know. I can't. That's what's about. We're about to do a white boy, a, a white boy soul playlist, man. I mean, drop it. Make sure that we have that. Drop, drop that for the class. Um, yes, I am. To close this out, I am just always so excited when we get to sit here and chat about music r&b specifically because um again it, it's about to be chilly it's about to it's already what is it cuffing season i don't know what no we, we we still in the application yeah process. i mean you know like it's yeah. already around there but yeah. again you need to get you need to get your music up so you can uh be ready for whoever you you know pick out of your application folders and whatnot <laughs> um yeah, they, I mean, they they, they ain't taking no nobody's taking any suitors because they still on that that much vibe right now. Huh? You ice ice spice? Oh God! Um, you know what? <laughs> no, I'm not by. Okay. Um. <laughs> look, oh look, oh OG. What? Look, OG. It's not they the applications are be are are there, but they're not being filled out. They don't get filled out until about like two weeks before, uh, at least the beginning of November, because the holiday season rolls around. Hey, I mean, I was thinking maybe mid-October selections will be made because you got to get prepared for Thanksgiving. But um, <laughs> but, but, but if but if Ice Spice is holding up the process, then there's no hope, and you might as well just go ahead and, and dead the season. So let me tell you something. I just barely found out who this girl was. And apparently, I'm not even getting to the rumor mill on it because it sounds dumb. Um, the stuff that her and Drake were allegedly doing or not doing. Drake, 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 Drake hit her up, flew, flew her out, and literally unfollowed her. Child, I, I just, whatever. Guess, guess, guess she wasn't feeling him. 
Or he wasn't feeling her because he was the one who unfollowed her. What again? Dumb. Um, <laughs> well, well, you know Drake is a sniper out here, so. Yeah. Again, who's surprised? Are are we well, shocked? Are we like? I think a lot of people are shocked that uh, Anthony Fantano <laughs> put a dent into Drake's armor. I'm glad he did. Honestly. That shit was hilarious. He needs to be humbled. Maybe that will have him making the music that we. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get back to some real Drake if somebody humbles his ass. Um, no, I just I love being able to do this, being able to talk about it, being able to hopefully prepare you guys for cuffing season because I don't really plan on participating. Obviously. Um, I'm renewing yeah. my contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, there you go. I'm renewing. Like, I don't plan on participating in the games or whatever, but hopefully y'all can get prepped. And I promise you, again, the, the array of albums that we've given you, there's nothing short of anything that you want, even getting the girl, wooing the girl, even breaking up with her, all, all in there, all in what we said, all in what we said. So even if you want to take cuffing season and you decided that you're drinking, you're finished or whatever, it's all in there. It's uh, the material is there. It's there. Um, so I will wrap us up. No new noise. Go listen to anything that we mentioned. As we said that we've got to make sure that our families are intact. So we've got to run. But this has been the By Night Podcast where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. And I promise I don't have a draw. I can speak. So expect that for every intro and outro going forward. See y'all in a couple weeks. Bye.